0: Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Um, My guest probably does not know this, and that's fine, Uh, but now everybody else will. I'm actually doing this program in the midst of uh, having contracted that wonderful uh, uh, entertainment value that keeps on giving COVID. Uh, But I'm on the mend, ladies and gentlemen. I am on the mend, and I am doing well. But uh, by the time this program uh, hits the airwaves and or the podcasts, I'll be uh, perfectly healthy and on the other side of all of this good stuff. Because we are talking about, with our special guest uh, uh, here on the program, uh, an event that is coming up. And it will be at, if I'm not mistaken, the Unity Shop. uh, Not the Unity Shop. um, uh, The Church. Unity Church, I believe. Uh, And my guest today is Priscilla uh, Karazi, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's really a privilege.
0: Well, it's an extra, it's an extraordinary uh event that's coming up. Uh, and it's going to be of spiritual messages with uh, you as a, a psychic medium. There'll be yeah. sign symbols and and uh, all kinds of other uh, SDEs and uh, an all day workshop with uh, emotional body coach, and that is uh, Michelle. And I don't have her pronunciation of her last name. It looks French to me.
1: Yes, it's liqueur.
0: Liqueur. Ah, like some good pineapple liqueur. Uh, And uh, psychic medium as yourself, Priscilla uh, Mm -hmm. Karaziz. Uh, it's going to take place on Friday. This Friday, it will be Friday, August the 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. And then sun- Saturday, August the 20th from 9.30 to 5.30 p.m., 9.30 A to 5.30 P at Unity Church of Santa Barbara. That's 227 uh, 227- uh, East Ariaga Street in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, we hope that uh, you folks will uh, put that on your calendar. Uh, I will actually be there with my wife on Friday, August 19th. Uh, East West Intuitives is going to present this uh, very special, very important evening of spiritual communication. Led by our very special guest, your nationally known and uh, proven New York medium uh she uh, this event is an opportunity to witness mediumship and receive messages from loved ones in the afterlife and in order to uh demystify spirit communication and encourage guests to believe that they uh, that their own experiences with uh deceased loved ones are genuine uh priscilla um I have a couple of uh, uh, questions in regards to some loved ones. Now, I'm not asking you necessarily to tap in. I don't know what your process is in terms of preparation and all those things. So I'm not going I'm to impose in that regard. But what I do know is that just last March of this year, 2022, I lost my eldest sister to cancer. And um, I honestly, though I had the tears and what have you at the memorial. Uh, And it was, as I've often said this over and over again, it was the greatest balance of laughter and tears in regards to memorializing my sister, Jeanette. I started hearing her. I started hearing her shortly, shortly after I was given the news. And all she would basically be saying is, hi, Richard, everything's okay. It's going to be all right. Everything's good. You know, and not, not that I was afraid or anything. It's just, you know, those were the words that I was hearing. And then there's a second uh, person who passed away many years ago, probably almost 20. Actually, Uh, he died in our home back in Phoenix when my wife and I lived there, um, of a a supposedly of an aneurysm. And uh, yet, at the same time, there's there was this suspicion that he didn't die, that he was involved in some uh, criminal case and was going into the witness protection program. So. Thanks. You've wow. got these interesting dynamics. So when you are, when you are tapping in to the spirit world, and by the way, I don't know if you're familiar with Johannes Graeber. He wrote a book called "The Communication with the Spirit World of God. He also wrote his own interpretation, if you will, of the New Testament. Hmm. And one of my favorite passages, I quote this quite often, where it says, uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Yes. His translation is, Seek ye first communication with the spirit world. Do you think that that is more accurate? And the only reason it doesn't say in the King Jimmy, Seek ye first communication with the spirit world of God, because the powers that be at that time did not want people to go off. Onto the, You know, on their own, they wanted to make sure that the church would be in control, in charge, et cetera, et cetera, of all that they experience.
1: I think there's a lot of that in the Bible and in um, holy writings, sacred writings of any time. Um, in that in particular, um, that's a very interesting interpretation. My interpretation is seek ye first the communion with your own spirit and consciousness and all will be given to you. So now um, is God the same as our own consciousness, the same as every single one of us where we are one, I think, yes. So um, I, maybe they're not words that I would choose, but I would certainly, I I think I adhere to that. Sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Now what about these kinds of situations where you have sufficient, you definitely have the evidence. In my Mm -hmm. case, there was a, probably one of the most beautiful pictures at the memorial. It was the last one they showed us. Now, my older sister was shocked when she saw it because she couldn't believe that they would show something like this. But it was uh, a picture from a distance at the mortuary. And my sister, Jeanette, was laid out on the table or the what have you. Mm -hmm. And her husband was looking over her. And they were almost in complete silhouette. And that gave me closure. It said, "Yep, yeah, she has definitely left the body. Mm. Whereas with my friend that I was sharing about before who I, you know, we both speculate, ah, oh, he's got to be in the witness protection program because there were too many signs, too many sort of, it's almost like too many mistakes made that that keep us wondering if maybe he's still alive and maybe he's watching over us, but he can't communicate with us because when you are, have you ever had an experience where someone says, I'm trying to get in touch with so-and-so who supposedly passed on, and you connect, but they're not in the spirit world, not from the standpoint of having left the body?
1: Yes. And the other way around as well, where people have lost touch with somebody, and I'm aware that they're in the spirit world and you know, kind of break the news to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a different, there's a distinct feeling when I'm talking about people in the living world and connecting with them. I'm using more of the psychic aspect. And with people who've passed away, that's where there's more mediumship. Mm. It's slightly different in the way that it feels.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm curious, and we like to define terms here on the program quite often. And there are terms that I prefer using only because they're less Energetically charged, especially negatively, if you will. But many terms that are used are psychic, medium, intuitive. Uh, I'm sure there's some others that are not coming to mind at the moment. Um, how do you define yourself? And what about some of those other terms that maybe you don't use because they don't really define? who and what you are or, or the gift that you have, if that's the right term, a gift.
1: Sure. Um, I am both a psychic and a medium. So I do psychic work, which is tuning in to somebody who's still here in the living world or about somebody who's still here in the living world. And that's using my sixth sense to connect with your sixth sense. If you're my client, for example, Um, and because there's no time in the sixth sense or, or location, we can uh, see how something might continue along a, a natural trajectory and how things might play out. That's called precognition or premonition or how things began and that's called retrocognition. Um, that's the sort of psychic information. Mediumship comes to me the same way, but it comes from a source outside of a living person or a photograph I'm looking at of a living person or something like this. Words like intuitive Um, You know, I, I made a conscious decision to not use that um, only because for a marketing perspective, intuitive seems to cover, it seems a little wishy-washy, you know, Mm -hmm. are you, you, do you do past life regressions? Do you do tarot cards? So I just call myself a psychic medium. Um, I think intuitive, it's sort of catch all. And I, and I personally wanted to be more specific than that.
0: And I certainly understand that. And it's really important. Um, <clears throat> uh, words have power, as I've said many times on this program. Uh, and we choose the words that we use for different intents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, so I know that by choosing the words that you have to define yourself, it's clear for you, but it's also clear, hopefully, for the people who uh, are either your clients or who are attending an event such as what's coming up on on friday the uh, the 19th where are you located what part of the country are you in
1: i'm uh, about 50 miles north of new york city
0: so, so you're going to be flying all the way across the country <laughs> to conduct this i i would i would hope that there are other events that you're going to be going to be uh um uh having along the way as it were
1: Well, yes, the the night before I'm doing um, another quick uh, event with uh, a a different friend of mine. Um, We're doing mediumship and Mustangs. She gentles Mustangs. She does tarot cards with Mustangs. So that's going to be kind of fun. Friday night is um, the, the we call it a gallery where the medium stands up in front of a large audience and brings through as many spirit connections as possible. And then on Saturday, I have, uh, of course, our all-day workshop on death, dying, and shared death experiences and signs and symbols of those with uh, my dear friend Michelle. And then I'm flying back to New York because the following weekend I'm going to Virginia and uh, doing a whole round of similar things there. So I, I, I kind of go all over the country and, and do these things.
0: Just can't nail you down, can we? You're just <laughs> on the move. <laughs> uh, we're talking here on the program today with uh, Priscilla Kerasi, and um, she is going to be here in Santa Barbara, uh, here in Santa Barbara on both the 19th and 20th of uh, August. That's coming up, uh, and we certainly hope that you make a point to, uh, to be a part of the event on Friday, the 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. That's going to be at uh, the Unity Church, uh, Unity Church of Santa Barbara, 227 East Ariaga Street, and that actually just happens to be just down the street. Actually, technically speaking, up the street from uh, the radio station where I happen to uh, to work. And uh, you're also going to be there with <clears throat> uh, with uh, Michelle LeCour. Uh, and uh, what is what is her role uh, in, in these events?
1: So I am conducting the Friday night event myself as the medium. So I'll be standing up there. We'll be in the um, sanctuary area. So I'll be up on the dais up there and um, uh, bringing through evidence of spear people um, to many as many people as I can get through. Um, and then Saturday, Michelle and I are conducting a workshop called Sign Symbols and Shared Death Experiences. Um, Michelle is a um, emotional body coach and most of what her work involves is, is healing re-stimulated wounds from the past so that we can improve our present relationships. But what she also has done a lot of work on and what we're doing together um, is in the area of shared death experience, um, and this is something that happened with her own mother 25 years ago. Though the these words, these 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 SDE uh, acronyms weren't in the weren't really a lexicon uh, yet. So um, she's her, her role, her desire, and her passion is to create a trust in the process of dying, um, so that we can um, experience communication with our loved ones and they can with us during the, pro- before dying, during the process of dying and even after the process of dying. So she's really going to be focusing um, her her wide range of experience and anecdotal evidence in the workshop to help people who are uh, carers or who um, even, even considering their own um, you know, final hours, and, and I'll be teaching about mediumistic um, exercises. So even those who have long been in the spirit world, um, our students can can trust their own process and experience communication from their loved ones.
0: We're talking with Priscilla keresy and we're talking about uh not only this event but the work that she does that you can find out more about the website where you would like people to go to because a lot of folks have multiple websites mm-hmm. and uh, i only have one how about you what where would you like us to send folks that we will also link to oh, okay. uh, regarding these podcasts so people can click on it while they're listening to or watching the uh the uh pr- pr- podcast videocast
1: um i can be found at apracticalpsychic.com
0: I like that. A practical psychic sounds like my my divorce attorney. She says practical solutions are reasonable solutions for reasonable people. After my uh, my divorce proceedings, I think it was she may have had one more client than she got out of the business, ah. uh, which is unfortunate because she was really good. Uh, she helped to keep me calm, which mm-hmm. was very important. Um, and uh, this is tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan your host and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to speak with uh, Priscilla Carsey here on uh, the program as we uh, bring you new uh, bring you new paradigms for a new world giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and uh, we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. for a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We have the podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and other locations. And we also have... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a mouthful. I, I run out of breath after a while, and COVID does not help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews and we hope that you will do so as well as go to our guest website. And, um, with that, we also want to remind you, uh, that, uh, when you are, um, uh, tuning in at those four times, uh, we are streaming live at RichardDugan.com, So you'll be able to listen to them, uh, uh, from the local station online, but also the podcasts are there and so forth. We also ask that you participate. And this is something we'll talk about here, uh, Priscilla, mm-hmm. um, We ask folks to participate in what we call the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask people to go within and listen to that still small voice, spirit, if you will, uh, the divine, whatever uh, term you wish. For me, the term is my friend. And then we ask that if you can support the work we're doing and you'd like to financially help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, We have a PayPal account. It's for your security as well as ours. Uh, Priscilla, one of the things that I find interesting about this whole realm, uh, first of all, is, um, and I don't think it's so much today as, as it was maybe a few decades ago, uh, the lack of trust on the part of the general public. They think it's woo-woo. They think it's maybe even witchcraft, for that matter, or a fairy tale. or No, they're, they're just making this stuff up. And um, I'm wondering, first of all, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been um, uh, using this gift? And have you received that kind of pushback? Even to this day, here we are, the 21st century. Come on, open up your minds kind of thing, you know, and consider the possibilities.
1: Well, I've been a professional psychic medium for almost 25 years. And um, before that, I was always kind of dabbling and playing and, and all sorts of new age stuff, though I am not at all a new age person. This is why I call myself a practical psychic. My feeling if is if it isn't tangible, practical help to you, you know, I I almost like what good is it? I mean, I can have, um, and I've been to readings where people will tell me that my aura is this color or my vibe is that tune. Um, I I don't dismiss those things at all, but it's not, it's not useful for me in my day. So I, to that end, I also feel that what I'm using is not a gift, but a skill. Uh, And or that a person uses any skill, I don't care what skill it is, um, the more fluent you become with it. I feel everybody has the same and equal access to the sixth sense to communicating with spirit. Um, and we do have to fight some of that you know cultural stigma that it's either the devil's work or it's all made up and there certainly have been plenty of charlatans in the field over the decades and centuries um, uh, to kind of bear that out to bear out that stereotype. But there actually are some, you know, some ethics and some rules and and some laws on the books, at least in New York, about what's called or so-called fortune telling. Um, mm. So people should people probably should stay away from those sidewalk psychics, you know, unless it, it's purely for entertainment. Um, but you know, you're not going to go get financial insights from people like that. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> well, I know that uh, I've been to quite a number of psychic medium intuitives, if you will.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I came to understand that I wasn't going there to get information that I didn't already have. I was going there to confirm, and this was early on the information that I needed, I needed some outside confirmation, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like okay i'm i'm working on trusting that intuitive that that is still small voice but i'm not quite there yet and that's pretty much pretty much how i would utilize
1: and, and i oh, that's sorry. how i view it as well i am no longer amazed by the amount of clients whose response to whatever i might tune into for them psychically um, yeah, that's what I thought. Or I thought so, too. Or that was my feeling. Or I was leaning this way. So you're exactly right. A lot of what I do as a psychic is validate what people sense anyway.
0: Mm. How does one, how does one uh, judge The authenticity. I mean, what, I mean, what do you you have? Do you have like a questionnaire on your website that people can take and ask these specific questions? And then you're going to know if they answer this way or that way they're authentic or uh, how how does one do that?
1: Yeah, that's tough because there isn't any licensing or certification or any standard that a psychic medium has to meet. Um, So I always recommend that people um, vet Uh, you know, have a conversation with the person first, Um, you know, if they're thinking about going to a medium or psychic, it's probably best to have a referral. Like if somebody you know and trust has gone to them, that's, that's the most, well, there are no guarantees, but the the most, you know, certain way I feel that you're going to have the experience that you expect, but I won't allow people to make um, appointments with me for somebody else because I want to talk to them. I want them to know, I want to know what their expectations are and I want them to know what they can expect from me so that a person doesn't come in, come in expecting me to, you know, for example, give them the lottery numbers or tell them where they're, you know, if, if this, if this guy is the one, you know, and and a lot of people can get a little bit too dependent on psychics. And it's also, you know, I, I feel, you know, truly unethical to take advantage of somebody who's indecisive and to, to, you know, having them keep coming back and helping them make decisions. I am not legally or ethically allowed to give advice. I don't feel like any, any psychic is, we can offer insight in a conditional sentence. If you do this, I see this happening. If you do that, I see that happening. Um, But there's um, whole realms of, of, uh, areas where we shouldn't be anywhere near.
0: Well, one of the things that I have found interesting, too, that this has been shared with me, and that is that everything is in flux at all times. Everything's moving. Everything's in motion. And so what a psychic medium might tell you, not just today, but at nine o'clock Friday morning, as opposed to 10 o'clock Friday morning, could actually change. That's really what you're, and what, and so, <clears throat> um, and we talk about choices and knowledge of those choices to help make pe- help make people's dreams come true. Mm-hmm. That's why we have folks such as yourself who can choose maybe to contact you, connect with you, go to your website. Um, that then that's a truism, is it not that that because everything is in motion, both in the material as well as as well as the spiritual world that the choice that you make at nine o'clock that's may right. not apply at 10 o'clock.
1: That's right. And that's why I, if somebody's asking me about how something in the future will play out, I always say if things continue along the same trajectory, this is the outcome or the most likely outcome that I see. Now, I also tell people the whole reason people ought to be seeking psychic information, if they are, is to validate their own sense of things or to have a, un, have an understanding of how things would likely go. And therefore they can take action to accelerate that or take action to avoid that. Hmm. Uh, so I tell, always tell people, nothing is written in stone, but this is the most like, if you like, if you just carry on the way you have, this is most likely what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's meant <laughs> to be empowering. So people recognize I have a choice all the way up to the last minute of said happening, uh, I can redirect my energies or my consciousness um, and manifest a different degree of that.
0: And it is up to the individual seeking this guidance uh, to make the final determination. You may give them, quote unquote, the information, but it's up to them. And a lot of times uh, people, I've even heard scenarios, I'm sure you've run into them, and this is where your ethics come in, who <clears throat> they they almost have like a, a oh, what's the word? A, um, a recurring appointment over and over and over again. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep going to the site because that's where I get my insight. That's, that's how I make decisions and so forth and so on. It's like, y- basically what you're doing is you are turning over your life and your free will. This is where the unethical right. and unscrupulous um, individuals come in uh where you're turning your life over to uh somebody else and it's like well wait a minute you know what about your uh what about your choices what about your free will you right. know et cetera et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. um and and I've of course everything that
1: I had to send away because yeah you know, they would call me and say should I wear these shoes to the party or the other one and <laughs> you
0: know this- it will get that oh, specific
1: oh, oh, right oh oh sure sure
0: wow wow. That's, you know, now I have a Vedic astrologer who has shared with me my chart and the colors that I ought to wear as often as possible. And the uh, what he likes to refer to as the protective gems. They don't protect you from uh, the events in your life. They might minimize what might be considered the malefic uh, aspects of, uh, of, of the sun, the moon and the stars, as it were. And he's been, uh, he's been pretty darn accurate with uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people. A good friend of mine have been talking with him for over probably 25, 30 years or so.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: And he tries to keep all the readings positive. What about you? Do you tell them the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, the good, the bad and the ugly? Uh, how do you deal with um, maybe some negative messages? Or some not so complimentary, let's put it that way, messages uh, that are coming through for you.
1: Well, or for them, that's a very good question uh, because my uh, sitters are in usually a very vulnerable state, and I'm acutely aware of the power of suggestion. So even if there is something that I'm saying to them that I know they don't want to hear. Um, and again, there's very specific language around that, that I have to be very careful. But let's, for example, mm-hmm. let me say a woman comes to me and says, you know, is my husband having an affair? Um, I personally, I feel it would be illegal and unethical for me to say yes, if he is, for example, because she could go home and, you know, create a whole blue And, you know, I could be wrong. I'm not God. I could be, you know, I could be in- interpreting a, a different signal in there. So in, a, in an instance like that, I would ask, um, what is your sense? And if she said, yes, I feel like he is, then I read her sense. I feel like you're accurate, I might say to her, or I feel like you're not entirely accurate, it's only gone this far, or it's an emotional affair and not a physical one, for example. So um, there are times when I uh, tell people that I don't see um, their relationship flourishing, Again, if things continue along the same trajectory. And the reason I see that is because there's a communication breakdown in this area. So if you intend to work harder on, these are points that you might benefit from exploring. So even if it's not something that the person wants to hear, I try to deliver it in a way that empowers them and reminds them the truth of the matter, which is that they have control over it. At mm-hmm. least they have control over how they react to it, if nothing else. I never tell people, for example, that I see um, a, um, a, a terminal illness or that I see death or that I see miscarriage or any because I don't see it, I don't want to see it. Um and I would feel um, a terrible burden um burdening somebody else with with that information. And I'll give you an example. I had a woman uh, come to me and she was pregnant. She had one child. And she'd had a miscarriage, and this was uh, her pregnancy after the miscarriage. And she asked me, w- will will I have this baby? Now, I don't want to, I, I wouldn't want to say no. So what came to me psychically was, I see you with two children. So, which ended up, even though she did, I found out after the fact, she did lose that, uh, she didn't miscarry that um, fetus, but shortly after she was pregnant again and gave birth to a healthy uh, child. So. Um, what I saw was two children. I was able to tell her that without having to tell her because, because I didn't even see it, that this one won't stick. So I think the spirit people, I think my own, the own way that I communicate with my, with my psychic sense presents so called or, or possibly interpreted negative information in a way that, that can be handled in a positive way.
0: And is your communication exclusively with the spirit world in terms of those who have passed over?
1: Yes, I do not. Um, I mean, I believe in this, but I don't as part of my um, process communicate with angels or other entities or spirit guides. I'm aware of my own and my own community here, but it's not something that I feel qualified to share with a client. Okay. Um, but i do i do bring there are also animals who have come through pets horses parakeets cats dogs the, mm-hmm. the whole the whole gamut there
0: and that was sort of my next question uh having to do with uh, our our animal um uh, loved ones i've had quite a number of them uh being 62 have had a number of pets and it's gonna happen we tend to live a lot longer than our our animal friends our family members um I had, a, I had a woman on the program who was uh, basically, it, her focus was strictly on uh, animals uh, in, the, in the spirit world. Actually, in this world as well, even especially if they were transitioning, as I like to. I use, now, I like to use the word transitioning because it doesn't have quite the baggage. However, Bernie Siegel, who we've had on this program a number of times, <laughs> was sharing with us about the experience he had with the death of his wife and sense. And so I made the comment to him. So uh, when your wife transitioned, he says, transition, what are you talking about? She died. What's wrong with using the word die? So I, out of respect for Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you about that in terms of um, uh, animals in particular and their passing. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, uh, are, are they just spirits that have chosen the animal kingdom uh, to reincarnate in or are there spirits who stay exclusively in the animal kingdom reincarnating uh lifetime after lifetime
1: uh the honest answer is i don't know um my experience is uh and the way that the spirit people and the spirit animals have answered those kinds of questions is you know where where different incarnations of love And we we are uh, bound together by love. And so my tendency is to believe that dogs stay dogs and cats stay cats, for example. Mm -hmm. But I do feel, and I've seen it on a number of occasions in readings, that we are all in the same place if there's location in heaven uh, or in the afterlife. Um, We're all, where there is love, we are together.
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where where um, I remember having to let my my beautiful white shepherd, Makushla, go. And we spent 14 months working with her to try to help her along in terms of uh, she had lost the use of her hind legs. And so, you know, there was diapers and there was pee pads and there was this and that and the other. I don't know. Uh, how many thousands of dollars we might have spent over that 14 months. And finally, we made the decision. She's ready. She wants to go now. And this was communication that I had with um, this other person whose name I wish I remembered. And she basically said that after Makushla passed over, that she she, um, was very uh, sad by the fact that she hadn't planned this. Uh, that uh, that she wished that this had not happened and um, and was just upset in that regard. We're talking here on the program uh, with uh, with a lady who's going a woman is going to be here in the Santa Barbara area this weekend. It's Friday and Saturday, along with uh, Michelle LaCour, uh, Priscilla. Pardon me. Kerisee uh, is Kerisee is our, our guest here on the program. Psychic medium, among other things. Uh, communicating with uh, I like what I still like what Johannes Graeber says the communicating with the spirit world of God, <laughs> as it were. Um tell me a little bit about uh, your connection with and um how you uh connected with uh, with Michelle Lacour, the uh, uh the coach and um uh and uh, intuitive
1: well actually um I was doing readings with a friend of hers from a long time ago who's out in my neck of the woods in the east coast and um and this client of mine connected me with michelle i did a reading for her and we just knew right away that we were going to work together it was something in uh i think we did a skype calls so we could see each other's faces and we just immediately felt like old friends and so we quickly put aside the, uh, the, the reader-client relationship and just uh, started to talk about things we could do together many years ago. Um, and uh, we've been helping each other to grow and, and bouncing ideas off each other since then. And, and this is actually our first in-person workshop together. We've done some Zoom things before, we've done some business together before, but um, we're both really excited to work together live and in person.
0: Now, is Michelle locally, uh, f- as far as I'm concerned, here in Santa Barbara?
1: Yes, she lives in Santa Barbara,
0: yes. Wow. Coast to coast, uh, east-west. Yes, that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> and I would take it that uh, hence the uh, the name uh, East-West Intuitives that's right. that's uh, is our- presenting this. I like that. Yes. That's very that's good, very <laughs> good. What's that now?
1: That's our dynamic duo.
0: I like it. I like it. Folks, you're going to want to make, make it a point to participate in this event. By the way, the... Um, um, the website that you mentioned, uh, and there are several here that I have listed here, but, uh, we want to focus on your website, of course, which is, you said it was practical medium,
1: a practical
0: a practical We'll get that all absolutely correct. As, as we uh, talk more with, uh, uh Priscilla, uh, Kerasi here on, tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's a real pleasure to have Priscilla Kersey here on the program sharing with us uh, with the work that she does. And the website you can go to is apracticalpsychic.com, which, as I've said before, we will be linked to it. Uh, By the way, the the cost of this particular event, um, basically, there's a way for you to register. There's a website. I'm sure that they can register through your website. Is that correct?
1: That's right, they can contact me or they can also go to Eventbrite. Um, there are, uh, it's $40 a uh, person for Friday night's event and $150, $150 for our all-day class on uh, Saturday. And we can be, uh, you can you can find me on my website, which is a Practical Uh Also, we can, um, people can go directly to Eventbrite and purchase tickets there. And if um, purchase for both, uh, they receive uh, $20 off. So, so if you want to register for the event on Friday night, um, people can go to proofofafterlife.eventbrite.com, proofofafterlife.eventbrite.com. And if they want to go to the workshop, they can go to afterlifeworkshop.eventbrite.com. Um, but of course, anybody can uh, sign up for both with me. I can uh, directly connect you with either that ticket site or take a uh, payment myself. Um, uh, Michelle and I can, can do both of that.
0: Great. You're also an author. You are an author of um, <clears throat> two books on mediumship. It will all make sense when you're dead.
1: Yes, that's my first one.
0: Almost kind of like what my father used to say, eat, drink, and be merry in moderation because nobody gets out of this world alive.
1: Which right. is the name of my second
0: book. Ah, That's right. Nobody gets nobody out gets of this out world of alive. alive. Nobody gets out of this alive. Um, one of the things that I've often, and, uh, often uh, uh, was very aware of, especially within the, I'll call it the religious community. I worked for 15 years for a Christian radio station. And the, 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 oh, I don't know what the right word is, vitriol, the hatred, the, the caustic nature of these people um, only was softened when they passed, not because I was glad they passed. And I made this comment regarding one rather prominent national figure here in this country. When he passed, I said, well, at least now he knows the truth. Yes. Is, that, is that true that when someone passes on, even if they have these, these ideas about the way life should be when they enter the spirit world, are they hit with, uh, you didn't know squat kind of thing.
1: (laughs) I have had spirit people report exactly that to me. I, I had, um, a spirit person really, um, define it so beautifully. Uh, she had been a very, very critical um, mother in the living world, and I was reading her daughter, her daughters. both of them were there, and she came in to say that uh, she was finally aware of the discouragement and the damage and the um, the 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 detriment of their their growing self esteem. Uh, when they were, were girls and and young women and uh, what she was what, what it was her great joy to do not just what she felt like it was her duty to do as a spirit but it was a joy for her to reach into those memories that her daughters had uh where the feelings were hurt or pain was caused flood those memories with love so that even though the memories wouldn't disappear the sting would be neutralized. Mm. So one day, these young women would be able to talk, or revisit, me- talk about, or revisit memories of how difficult being raised by their mother had been. Wouldn't re-stimulate all of that uh, pain. And and she was really eloquent in this way, and, and saying, um, you know, that she she was going to continue with that work. Um, with them and with everybody whose feelings she had hurt. Um, And that's why forgiveness really is an organic process. And nothing can be forced. And the spirit people seem to tell us, uh, in my experience anyway, that they can really see where they were wrong or what damage they might have created and work with us to bring about forgiveness. And, And she said to those girls, if you don't feel you can forgive me yet, it's because I haven't finished my work here. So um, it was really beautiful and poignant.
0: Have you ever connected with any of the spirits of those individuals who have created great harm to humanity? And let's just keep it simple. How about let's just say in the last century, specifically between the 1930s and the 1950s, have you ever connected with any of them uh, who have basically even though you and i would probably agree that everybody is here they signed a contract have certain experiences that doesn't make it any easier on the personality of the loved ones left behind granted i understand that i'm not trying to be insensitive but everybody chose a role um but at the same time using your example of this this mother have any of these other Entities of, uh, as I said before, rather horrific individuals, uh, l- learned a lesson and have gone about the business in the spirit world of trying to, I don't know, make recompense or redeem, get redemption or 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 seek forgiveness or be or forgive or, what about that particular process across the realm?
1: Well, I um, will tell you that the work that I do is bringing through people who my clients know. Okay. So, um, um, but I, I haven't had um, any genuine monsters like Pol Pot or, or uh, Hitler or Stalin. Um, and that's probably because I haven't had their people, their family ah. here um, in front of me, See. but I have had some really terrible people who were abusive, who had murdered, who Um, were just, just terrible, terrible people to others in the world. And um, all of them have um, agreed that, you know, there is no uh, barrier to heaven. We all are received in the afterlife. Um, And there is a self judgment, not so much a judgment from a big guy with a white beard on a throne that says you must now, you know, suffer, um, but rather a full awareness of the impact of their deeds. And in my experience in the in the smaller circles of families where there's been a, a, a horrible person by anyone's standards, uh, they work diligently to repair the damage that they've done with full awareness of that damage.
0: Wow. So until either until they have an experience in this life that opens their eyes to what they've done. They definitely have their eyes opened, metaphorically speaking, when they cross over, when they die. Yes.
1: That is my experience and understanding. So.
0: Well, I suppose that's a good thing. And of course, then there are other. there's another aspect of it, too. And that is the willingness on the part of those still here to forgive. And I know that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do because of maybe the horrific nature of how they were treated and abused and so on and so forth. Um, does the spirits recognition, acknowledgement, um, of what they've done when shared with the individual, does it usually lead to, okay, you did the best you could because you didn't know any better and you're trying to make things better and so on and so forth. So I forgive you or any, any, anything in between that and, not a chance. You can burn in hell for all that matters to me, etc. Right. etc. Cetera, et cetera.
1: <laughs> it's been the gamut. Yes, yeah, yeah. Some people are uh are are not ready and don't want to hear it. And and as the spirit as the spirit mother had said, you know, if you're there, if you're still there, it's because I haven't repaired what I broke. And I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna flood you with love from the spirit world um until you can, and if you if a person doesn't get around to forgiveness before they go out to the spirit world, all of this stuff tied up in our ego um, disappears. It seems to be when we cross into the spirit world, so forgiveness would happen rather more spontaneous in the spirit world.
0: It's interesting though that that we would carry with us those particular elements. I've often heard it said that those things we 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 wouldn't. I mean, it's like we we shed all of the personality stuff you know and and then of course that makes no sense it's like well then what what's the point of having these experiences of a spiritual being having a human experience what's the point then then there's no meaning to our existence
1: i agree and disagree i mean i feel like we often look for meaning um and, and how it might impact us and how I, I happen to believe in reincarnation. So how mm-hmm. we might carry that uh, forward to another incarnation. I feel um, that, and again, this is just my opinion, uh, that we're all here to figure out love and we're all here to figure out how to be ourselves without apology, without, you know, just to, to create, to be our own creators. And, and, and when that aligns with love, um, self-love, love of community, and love of one another. We that That's when miracles happen. And so uh, my sense is, you know, a part of our personalities do... Hmm, I don't know if the personality comes with us to the spirit world. I know that when spirit people come through and want to connect with a sitter, um, they are going to show aspects of their personality so that they can be recognized. Um, I, I believe um, entirely that they're still intelligent beings, whether they are bound by personality quirks and these sorts of things still there, or they just reproduce them so that the people in the living world go, Oh yeah, that was my mother. She was a critical, difficult person, or that was my dad. He did make those silly jokes, or he was always, you know, um, you know, giving more to the outside than to the family. So, um, I, I feel like they, they bring forward those aspects of the personality uh, so that they can be identified. But mm. I, I feel really like we are beautifully self expressive um, in spirit. And when we come when we come into the physical world, our purpose um, is to recognize one another, recognize that we are already everything that we desire to be we are whole, we are abundant, we are healthy. Um, everything's okay. You know? Um, and I think there is rising above some of those ego and personality things that is, I don't know if it would ever be possible while we have a mortal mind, but I think that's the endeavor.
0: Yeah. We're talking with, uh, Priscilla, uh, Keresy, and we're talking about uh, the work that she does, the mediumship. Uh, she's a psychic medium, And we're talking about uh, also a special event that we're going to want you to certainly consider participating in and being a part of Friday. That's coming up uh, this Friday, actually, this Friday, which is uh, going to be April the 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. There's also a special uh, workshop, if you will, event on Saturday Saturday the 20th from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. at Unity Church of Santa Barbara, 227. That's 227 East Ariaga Street in Santa Barbara, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a special event. It's East-West Intuitives. And we'll present an important evening of spirit communication led by nationally known and proven New York medium uh, Priscilla Kersey. Uh, This event is an opportunity to witness a mediumship and receive messages from loved ones in the afterlife. And uh, the cost is $40. Although if you go to a particular website, I I seem to recall reading here where uh, you could actually, I guess if you were to purchase uh, for, I take that back. One event is $40. The other is one fifty. but you can at least uh, those participating in both events can get a $20 uh, discount, if you will, $20 off. uh, And there is a special code Uh, I will give this to you so that you can have this folks. It's save 20. How tough is that? Uh, S A V E T two zero save 20. Uh, When you uh, go to uh, any one of the locations that uh, Priscilla has mentioned, um, P uh, uh, we, we we certainly encourage folks to, uh, to find out more about uh, the work that you're doing because it can actually help to facilitate a, a better understanding. If I'm not, mistaken uh priscilla of not only where our uh, ancestors because if they've left this world they become ancestors um uh, who they were and how they were and why they were the way they were and if we have a better understanding of them doesn't that help to give us a better understanding maybe of who we are and why we are the way we are
1: I think so. I really do. you know, And, and that ultimately gives us more patience with ourselves. I, I think you know, spirit people say over and over again, please stop judging yourselves and others. Just be who you are. You don't have to make anybody else happy. You don't have to compare yourself to anybody. Obviously, if you're a parent of an infant, yes, you, you have to make that person happy, but we're here to be ourselves. Um, not to judge ourselves, especially not to judge ourselves and find ourselves wanting. And so when the spirit people come through consistently in the 25 years I've been doing this with these same messages, like forgive yourselves, have compassion for yourselves and others. You know, we're all, we're all doing the best we can. And uh, it's such a healing message.
0: Well, I know that, and my, my parents are still here. They're still alive. My dad, 91 and uh, matter of fact, uh, will have celebrated his 91st birthday on the 13th of August. Oh. My mother will be 88 in September. Married 66 years, I believe it is this year, in June, this past June. And um, I remember after getting out of high school and we were sitting around talking, I think maybe this was during uh, this phase in my life where I was trying to figure out, what do I, what am I going to do? You know, do I go to college? Uh, Do I go find a job and start making some money, which I know my parents would have appreciated sooner rather than later because I was still living at home. But my parents said something to me that was rather remarkable. And just very briefly, I was bullied a lot when I was in school. Uh, I wore those uh, very thick Coke bottle bottom glasses. You know, I had uh, I was legally blind. I carried around uh, large print books. I can only, you can only imagine how big the dictionary was. This was long before they put everything on tape, but they did have some. And I was pushed around a whole lot. And my parents said to me, we wish we could have protected you more. And of course I appreciated the sentiment, but I'm not sure how that would have worked. How would they have done that? Followed me around in school, uh, which in many cases usually makes things even worse, but I've come to the understanding and realization with everybody, as you just stated, we're all doing the best we can with what we know, with what we've got, with what we've learned. And as we grow, hopefully we learn more. We learn how to be more compassionate, more understanding, more appreciative of the roles that everyone else is playing in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I even went through, as I've shared before in this program, a series of four levels Starting in 2017, January, uh, the first step was very hard just to say out loud because I did not want to give this person credit. And yet I knew I had if I was going to keep moving, I'd have to do it. And that was thank you, teacher, for teaching me how not to behave. Mm -hmm. And then I moved on to I forgive you, but I forgive me more, uh, more. I forgive myself for allowing myself to be drawn into this quagmire. The third phase was, uh, uh, and again, coming from a very humble, loving heart, what is it that you are so afraid of that makes you speak and behave the way that you do? Mm. And then deeper into that heart phase four, which was shared with one of my guests, three simple words. I love you. You have every right to be here just like me. You have a role to play. You have a contract to fulfill. Uh, you know, whether I like, or don't like what you're doing is irrelevant and I'm going to move on with my life and I'm going to let you be, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to allow you to have rent free location in my head anymore.
1: <laughs> it takes a lot of courage though, because we often define ourselves in relationship and, You know, I spent a long time, I had a mom who was a little difficult, you know, growing up. And, uh, you know, I spent a long time telling the same story about how I struggled with self-esteem because of the parenting I had. And I remember being like, I don't know, my late twenties. And I just, I was at my therapist's office again. And I just thought, I am so sick of telling this story. I have got to, you know, I cannot continue to define myself this way. And it was like, in an instant. Uh, I gave up that um, that story, um, which had gotten boring, frankly, and just decided it wasn't as um, beautiful a process as you told you just shared with me. But I mean, I just got sick of it. (laughs) Like I got to start writing a new tale for myself and moving on with my life.
0: Well, the story I just shared with you usually will take five minutes to tell. Mm. I've left out a lot of details because. Of that very reason, the story is boring. Yeah. The process is important; needs to be shared, <clears throat> but it doesn't matter who it is. Right. It really doesn't. The, what matters is what we do for ourselves, right? I mean, if yeah. we don't take care of us, what good are we to yeah. to others, let I mean. alone ourselves?
1: One of my favorite. Um, uh, phrases attributed to St. Francis is, teach the word of God everywhere you go, and only when necessary, use words. And it seems to me such a beautiful way to be the change you wish to see in the world, for example, and, and, and to conduct oneself um, to ourselves and, and in relationship with others.
0: Well, I can tell you that I'm really looking forward to both uh, you and my wife and I meeting in person on uh, Friday the 19th. Me too. And I would take it Michelle will be there on Friday regardless. She
1: will, indeed.
0: And we encourage people to find out more about this very special event. Very simple to do. I'm telling you about it here on Tell Me Your Story. Uh, We're talking about an extraordinary evening of spirit messages with psychic medium Priscilla kerosene signs symbols and sdes which is not a current although i'm starting to hear it more i actually heard it with another guest on another program i wasn't the host uh talking about shared death experiences uh also an all-day workshop with emotional body coach michelle lacour as well as with psychic medium uh priscilla pardon me priscilla uh, kerosene and you can uh it takes place uh, Friday, the tw- uh, the 19th of August. That's coming up this Friday, the 19th of August, 7 to 9 p.m. at Unity Church, the 20th of August, Saturday, 930 to 530, 930A to 530P at Unity Church. And that is Unity Church of, Ch- Church of Santa Barbara, 227 Ariaga Street in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, this is presented. We're hoping that you folks will uh, make it a point to attend uh, again do you think that something like this actually does give individuals, um, maybe even if they're still upset and angry and not willing to forgive, yet at the same time, there's a part of them that it kind of gives them a, a little sense of peace and or understanding, even though they haven't been able to convert that into uh, the, the more compassionate aspects?
1: I'd like to think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause unless they, you know, throw down their, their pad and paper and storm out, you know, they're still sitting there and listening. Um, they know, at least they know now I'm being heard. I'm not being argued with. I can say how you made me feel. And, and you, even though you're in spirit, you can acknowledge that you were wrong because so many, all they needed to hear from somebody was I was wrong and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so even if they're not ready to forgive entirely, just getting that, those words is, is extraordinarily healing for, for many, many people.
0: Michelle Kerisey Kerise is my guest. This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dew and your host and uh, Michelle uh, uh, Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla, I want to ask you, um, what do these events do for you?
1: Oh, um, they bring me so much joy. I, I, when I have the privilege of standing up in front of a big group of people and connecting with the spirit world, I feel like I'm buzzing and and they're, you know, they, they might sound like they would be sad or mournful kind of events, but they're so much fun. They're so interactive. Spirit people come through with so much joy that you can just feel the hearts lift in the room. Mm-hmm. And and what I get out of teaching people how to access their own natural mediumistic skills or own natural psychic skills, and I watch people make these connections, I it just fills my heart with joy. I don't think there are enough psychics in the world. I don't think there are enough mediums in the world. Uh, you know, we need to bring this kind of communication into our day-to-day mainstream experience. So. The more I can encourage people to do this and believe in themselves, the the happier I feel.
0: Do family members who have passed on tend to cluster together? And I use that word because of my understanding and maybe yours as well of Dr. Newton and his LBL work, Life Between Lives work. I've read both uh, all three of his books on the case studies and so forth. Fascinating. I've even been through an LBL um, a conscious hypnosis session. Wow! I gotta tell you, there's a part of me that wishes I was still living back in that day. You know, it was it, it wasn't a perfect life, granted. Uh, but it was uh, it was really it it just felt it felt so right when I was there. It was so cool. Yeah, it
1: was brilliant. Um, you know, I I had hoped I could get a session with him as well, but um, by the time the- Privilege of reading his books and and getting into it. I think he had passed on, so I've never had that. I've never enjoyed uh, an LBL session myself.
0: Well, it's something to experience, to say the very least. Uh, uh, I was a pioneer, uh, surprise, surprise, mm-hmm. uh, and um, it, it focused mainly on the the last days uh, of of my life, where I lost my uh, I lost my farm. Uh, it burned burned to the ground the field burned i wasn't angry i wasn't like somebody intentionally done it and you know what doesn't matter you know it's gone okay so i had a cabin up in the uh, mountains so i went up there it was a snowy day and i came out of the cabin and every time i tell this story i always uh, 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 the twine comes to my voice and i sat down in the chair tilted my head back leaned back put my foot up on the rail and said it's been a good life it's been a good life Mm. And I left, I just left yeah. as if I had known how to do that all along.
1: That's fascinating.
0: Wow. Do, do people that you are able to connect with, uh, ever share not just maybe their fear of death and dying and what's on the other side, but of the process itself, uh, that maybe they've shared, uh, how, mm. Challenging it was, and found out just how easy it actually is, or maybe it wasn't so easy. I, I don't know.
1: You know, that's um, an interesting um, point. Whether somebody has passed away by their own hand over a long illness or accidentally they never see it, saw it coming, um, everyone at that moment of kind of closing their eyes in the physical world and opening them in the spirit world has uh remarked on the seamlessness of it. I had one lady in spirit say that um she didn't want to be um uh talked about as though she had lost a battle with cancer because she said, you know, we all were looking at this like a fight um and that I was going to lose something and she says when I was uh dying and my people around my family around me were preparing it was as though I was speeding up towards this wall and I would hit this wall and everything would be different. And she said, what actually happened when I passed away was I went right up to that wall and I went right through it. And in an instant I knew I'm still me. And, and I didn't, I, and I triumphed over death because death wasn't what I thought it was or what my family thought it was. And uh, so um, again, no matter how a person has gone out, Um, or how old they are when they go out to the spirit Um, they've all described a seamless um, easy experience even if it appeared to be very distressing to those left Mm.
0: an extraordinary experience to say the least i'm sure uh i don't know that i've ever had um loved ones contacted through a medium or a psychic what is your process how do you how do you prepare or is it instantaneous? In other words, if if we had agreed to do this and if you were prepared, could I say, could you tell me about so-and-so who I know died and what they're going through? Because the process of, of death has always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered, what are they experiencing? What are they going through now? What are they doing? You know, Well, uh, 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 the, the LBL with uh, Dr. Newton has helped me to understand that a little bit. But still, I'm just curious. I mean, what did my sister? What was what was her first experience on leaving the body, and so on and so forth?
1: So my um, response to that, of course, is only from my own experience with the spirit people, and um, every one of them has um, uh, spoken about being met by somebody, and and very often it's been a beloved dog, a family dog who is the first. Um, the first beloved spirit that they meet and they immediately, oh, I'm okay. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I know exactly where to go now. I feel at home. Um, spirit people who have, uh, talked about passing over a period of time have talked about kind of like doing the hokey pokey with the spirit world. I go in a little bit, see where I'm going, come back (laughs) in and out of lucidity and starting to talk about people that they see who've passed away, um, uh, and and every one of them has made it clear that the process, which they're more than willing to talk about, really seems quite similar uh, one to the other. But I haven't had any real consistent explanation about where, what it's like where they are or what they're doing if they're doing something. Usually I get you wouldn't understand or there mm-hmm. aren't words for it like this. So they always give me a feeling of peace and joy. And, and still will often not only give evidence about who they were when they were in the physical world, but evidence that they're still connected with their families and loved ones because they'll often talk about, I see you doing this. You've just, you've just now finally got that copy of the death, death certificate or you've just, you're, you're having a hard time deciding whether or not to sell my home. It's okay. You know, so they'll, they like to give evidence that they're still part of the family.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about it. We have that happen many times on this program, where we have a member of the animal kingdom walking across the screen or sharing sharing the interview, and we love it. We absolutely love it. We're talking with Priscilla Keresy, and this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you all for staying with us, along with Priscilla Keresy. I want to ask you three final questions that I ask all of my guests before we wrap up. But first, thank you so much for, uh, giving us the opportunity to talk with you and find out more about this event, which we'll tell people about here shortly, but, but also for sharing with us during this time, uh, about your experiences and what others can experience uh, that might help to release them from a lot of the stuff that's holding them back from maybe pursuing their life's purpose. <laughs> so I thank you so much for joining us.
1: And thank you so much for having me here. It really is a privilege. I, I so appreciate talking with you and and talking about spirit and mediumship and and psychic abilities because it's, it's we're we're pushing and shoving it into the mainstream little by little.
0: Well, let me uh, let me just say, folks, that uh, you are listening to tell me your story. New paradigms for a new world. As we're giving you choices, and knowledge of those choices, don't make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We are also on at 9 a.m. on Wednesdays, and we're streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We also have podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We have a YouTube channel where you can listen to and watch these interviews. And of course we will be linked to a practical medium.com. No practical psychic.com a practical psychic.com so that you can find out more, not only about this event coming up on Saturday, it's Friday and Saturday, the 19th to 20th of August at unity, unity church of Santa Barbara. We certainly hope that you folks will um, go to her website and find out more. We also ask you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, uh, as we ask you to go within and listen to that still small voice. And also, if you can support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that. We have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. And with that, we ask our final three questions of our guest, and we hope that you folks will, uh, will um, certainly check out her website, but also um, uh, the three questions that I ask all of my guests before we wrap up. Uh, I've been asking for, well, fi- almost 15 years, and um, I've only changed one question, but uh, they all tend to, to 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 be of the same ilk. Uh, and the first of those three questions is, who is Priscilla Kerasi?
1: I, like everyone else, am God's thought of himself.
0: What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now?
1: I want to inspire people to fearlessly be exactly who they are.
0: And finally, what is your life's purpose?
1: To raise, to help people raise their self-esteem, to believe in themselves, to trust that they're, they have a right to be here they have a right to take up space. They don't have to earn love or health or abundance that it's their birthright.
0: Well, Priscilla, I want to thank you so much for being with us here on the program. And I really do appreciate your time. And uh, we hope that we can get you back on the program to talk further about all of this, uh, whether you've got a special event or not. And we'll also get Michelle on here, too, to talk about the work that she does. And thank you again.
1: Thank you. And I look forward to meeting you and your wife on Friday.
0: And this has been Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I am listening.